0: Good morning. Wood, concrete, glass—still on the topic of of zoning. So over the past week, I think I've been doing this now. So we've sort of we've sort of taken our way through the through the very initial stages, and we're still sort of we're still sort of building the the whole um, the process as it gains its momentum. But you've sort of you've walked through the idea of first off what do you want to do obviously it needs to meet your your personal needs or your financial needs or if you're you know you could be an investor purchasing a, a property and see that there's great opportunity in in making some changes to it and so you're you're going through the the stages of gathering a few ideas to see how you could best with an investment of a few with an investment of money turn the space into a a space that provides you more money when, uh, upon resale, but of course there's risks associated with that. But. So you've taken a look at the zoning, you've, you've acquired title, you know what uh, what what's on title, what what section of the bylaw you're looking at, what uh, what specific zoning you need to concern yourself with. You've grabbed a copy of your lot's zoning, whichever that is, and and you've then looked into the the different aspects of how to how to interpret your zoning bylaw, hopefully. So not only do you just take the, the specific zoning page, but also ask um, your municipality or go on the GIS and find um, interpretive clauses, um, overarching um, operational clauses, all that sort of thing that, that really speak to the the, the greater um, aspects of zoning bylaw. Um, and also key definitions are important from the glossary so that's that's another aspect of it So so we're cutting through the zoning itself and one of the main the main restrictors that that zoning provides is is a density calculation density calculations um are mainly nowadays used to limit the size of uh of square footage on a piece of property so In the past, um, they used to have minimums. I think I've mentioned this before. They used to have zoning minimum building sizes, and now they've sort of flipped that around to protect um, these residential neighborhoods and have actually gone in the other direction, and it is a zoning maximum. So in, in residential areas, you're probably gonna find a multiplier um, Called an FAR uh, or a FSR, um, or just your floor—you know—might be broken out as floor space ratio, um, floor area regulation, whatever it might be. But that'll be um, a decimal value, percentage. So, like 30%, so you have 0.3. And you multiply that against your lot size so you'd have to find out what the size of your lot is usually you can ask your local government for that information um, and they'll provide you say it's you know 6,000 square foot lot let's just use that as an example and you've got a floor space ratio of 0.3 or 0.4 or 0.5 or 0.3 plus a um, thousand square feet uh, that's a, that's a probably a standard one might be in meters you know 0.25 plus 93 meters squared you know which is a thousand square feet you know those sort of things then give you that hard number so that number is something uh, that you cannot vary so there's no pro- municipal process or, or government process that allows you to to vary those floor space um, ratios because it is a very hard uh, hard number that uh, that then allows for your square footage on a the lot. There's tax implications. There's all sorts of stuff. Like if I suppose if the floor space um, permitted through variance uh, was increased, you could essentially have more living space than the provincial government is. You know, um, prepared to collect taxes on that sort of thing. So it's just something that um, here in Canada is something you can't uh, you can't vary at this time. So you have that's a hard number. So it is always the when you're thinking about adding floor space to a property, the. Critical part of the zoning that, that you need to keep uh, keep concerned with because it is really the stop stop show. If you're already at your max, you're done. So get your get your lot size. Uh, it also depends on various uh, other zoning um, factors. So you, there could be something in the in your in your zoning that says in a certain area. It's not only the floor space uh, calculation or density that matters, but it's the um, there's a cap. There could be a hard cap in certain areas, or for the specific zoning could um, have a hard cap worked into it. Um, so keep that in mind as well. So you may have this nice big property, but you may not be able to build any larger than the house next door even though you have twice as much land because there's a hard cap on the amount of floor space permitted in your certain geographical area. So that's something to keep in mind. Another thing that can restrict uh, the size of the house or the floor space permitted is is easements and right-of-ways. So this sort of goes back to the the, uh, title search uh, idea is that when you're checking, when you're looking at the title, ensure that you you acquire all those documents that um, that outline what is registered on on the title. If there's right of ways, easements, all those sort of things, get a copy of those. They oftentimes have a have a plan associated with them, um, and and take a look at those plans and see where those those right of ways and easements are because. They could be taking up half of your building envelope, and that's like you look you look at a piece of property and it looks like a nice big open space. you're like, "Oh, this is great, this is exactly what I want I'll be able to build a huge house on it. you look at the zoning, holy smokes, yes, I can you know build a six thousand square foot house, whatever it is, but then you you get to the application stage and uh you uh you find out that you can't. Do anything because there is a um, there's a huge easement through the back of it, and, and oftentimes it's one of those too good to be true situations. If you're looking around and you see all the lots, all the houses all lined up with huge backyards, and there's no uh, there's no development in, in these huge backyards. It might be an indicator. That there is some sort of right-of-way or easement back there that's not permitting um, building or development in that back portion of the property. So, I mean, that's a that's a key a, a key start. Um, so you've got your your max floor, you've got your um, your permitted uses, you've got your um, minimum lot size for that zoning. Okay, it's another thing to keep in mind to see if maybe a whole different type of uh, development is is better off for the lot but the other one is is lot coverage which may not be everywhere but in in sort of highly densified um, local government areas they they do have um, they do need to put restrictions on how much area is covered by buildings so that just means if you look at it from an aerial view how much of the lot can be covered in, you know, essentially roof structures. So you've got the house, the principal house itself, maybe you have a covered patio off the back, or a covered porch off the back, a patio, like a ground patio as well, maybe you have a a couple sheds or accessory buildings at the back. All of those things, except for your hard surfaces like driveways, like you wouldn't count the driveway, but you would count all the roofed structures that are buildings, there might be a maximum permitted for that as well. So I've seen it, you know, 50%, 40%, that sort of thing. So keep that in mind as well because you might have floor space available, but you may not have building site coverage. And then again, it's a full stop. You you can probably vary building site coverage, however. So that's that's Positive for you, you could ask about that process, um, but you may not. So you, you always want to confirm confirm that question with your local government, your specific local government, and just uh, make sure. Again, it's a it's a full, could be a full stop issue, and uh, and you want to uh, get ahead of that. Um, so that's density, a lot of coverage. Uh, we probably. Best to, to discuss a little bit about setbacks, and this sort of speaks to what we were talking about earlier. When you're looking at uh, when you're looking at the lot, you want to ensure that you understand where you can build to. And this, when you when you've got a nice blank canvas, this is one of those things that uh, you're able to to really just sort of pin out and, and uh, drop some stakes in the ground and show yourself exactly where you can um, expand out to. Uh, I would recommend doing the same for a um, for a renovation build, is find that area where you're planning on uh, adding on to the house, and go measure off the, the property lines or the fence, or if you can, go to your local government, get a, what's called a certificate of non-encroachment or form survey. Um, they should have those things for you. If they don't, it's not a big deal, but you just, have to, uh, you just have to get a survey done. It's really important if you are coming close to this, this sort of thing that you, you really have to prove that you are in compliance. It's not up to the local government to tell you where you can go. You've got to prove that you have room for what you want to do. So um, setbacks are, as they sound, how far a building needs to be set away from uh, from property line so first off you have to determine where the property line is oftentimes fences are built on the property line but you can't uh can't necessarily ensure that so that's where the survey comes in and if you're pouring any sort of forms you're going to require a certificate of non encroachment anyway um, so don't get too hung up on fighting about um, about the location of of property line, that sort of thing. Just do it. Like you just have to get it done if you want to get that close to a property line. Um, if you're getting closer than than the building is, or if you're concerned that the building is already too close to the property line, don't consider that as uh, permission to just build to that same um, that same setback distance. You have to be in compliance with whatever new build you're proposing. So. Um, just because it's previously built that way doesn't mean you have permission to carry on that uh, that what would we call um, legal nonconformity. Um, you would have to you'd have to go through and um, if you want to do something different than than what is there uh, or what is permitted currently, you'd have to go through the process of variance. So that's uh, sort of a little bit of a teaser to, to setbacks. I'm sort of nearing the end of my walk. There's probably lots we can discuss about uh, dealing with setbacks and, and that sort of thing. So I'll pick that up again tomorrow. Have a good day.